Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. And thanks for being with us. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN, getting you ready for, well, uh, what's going to be maybe an extended Labor Day weekend for a lot of people out there. And a special guest to lead us off. So let's get right to it. Joining us live on the line, Executive Vice President of Pagula Sports and Entertainment, Ron Rakuya. We are, of course, talking about the Bills' new stadium. That's uh, the topic that we've only been, uh, what, Joe? Five times on this oh, yeah, five, show six in the last times, month. Of course. Uh, it's what everyone in Western New York is talking about. And glad, uh, Ron, that you could join us for the hour to help shed a little bit of light on it from your perspective. And, um, you know, glad you can have us. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, guys. Nice to be with you. Well, I, I want to start with kind of the basics and what I think is the basic question on a, a lot of fans' minds out there. And, and that is, from your perspective, from the perspective of the team, why is staying in the current Highmark Stadium or renovating the current stadium not an option for the Bills? Well, Brian, it's, I mean, it's not an option because of the amount of work that would need to go into making that stadium safe and NFL-ready going into the future. The upper decks themselves need to be replaced, and that study by Auto and Associates has been out there. Uh, the upper decks are $500 million just to replace those. That doesn't count having to replace all the electric that's, um, that was you know, from the original construction, the plumbing, the corridors, the problem with the ADA seating. Uh, I can go on and on. Um, our estimates that to do a renovation is upwards of a billion dollars. And, and that just doesn't make any sense um, you know, when you can do a new stadium and, and it would be much more effective and more sustainable long-term for not only the franchise, but for the county and the state as well. Speaking of the current stadium, uh, before you move to the new one or even start building it, uh, will there still be yearly updates to the one that's standing in Orchard Park now? There's going to need to be for sure. Uh, you know, in, in the county and in in, in our team at the Bills um, have done an outstanding job keeping the stadium functional and safe uh, for fans. So, yes, it's going to be. And that's another reason, you know, why we really want to get this project going as quickly as possible because it requires millions of dollars every year uh, to keep Highmark Stadium safe. And that's with the upper decks, you know, not failing. Um, so, yeah, it's very important that we do that and, and we don't spend a ton of money, you know, on the existing stadium when a new stadium is being built at the same time. You know, you mentioned the upper decks a couple of times. What's your level of concern there? And you you speak like that is something that is a definite would need to be replaced within the next uh, maybe even few years if the Bills were to ever stay at Highmark Stadium. Well, that's a study done by, as I've said, you know, a couple of times now, DiDonato and Associates, who the county hires every year, and they do a fantastic job um, giving us a study on all of the aspects of the stadium. But they've been pretty clear since, I believe, 17, 18, 19, that the upper decks will fail within a period of years. And that period of years right now is plus or minus five years. Um, what, what type of concern do we have today? Zero. And the reason we don't have the concern is because the Pagulas and the county have put an inordinate amount of money, time, resources, and dedication to making sure that it's safe. I can't under, um, understate that or overstate that enough. I mean, 
The county deserves a ton of credit, Department of Public Works, our staff led by John Polka and Andy Major. I mean, they spend 365 days a year making sure that stadium is safe. But there will come a point in time in the near future where the only option is to replace the upper decks. And that, that's a $500 million project in and of itself, and that does nothing to the rest of the stadium. Why has the team settled on Orchard Park as the location for the new one? That's been uh, out there for a number of months now. Why Orchard Park? Why not? You know, we heard for years and years, downtown Buffalo, that seemed to be where the momentum is. Why Orchard Park? We feel it's the, it's the most economical um, and efficient building and place. It's uh, been widely reported. We, you know, we have a budget of $1.4 billion for a new stadium in Orchard Park. That same exact stadium, if you moved it downtown to one of the locations that have been considered, the price jumps to $1.9 billion, and that does not include the hundreds of millions of dollars of infrastructure costs uh, that would go along with a downtown stadium. So when you really look at it, the decision that has to be made, and, and listen, this isn't our decision alone. Um, you know, our partners at, at the state and the county are going to have to come together with us on it. But we don't see a real economic value to spend an extra billion-plus dollars to have it downtown. You know, based on what you just said, how much of the bill's plan for a new stadium, design, location, everything else that's involved, how much of that is driven by what the team wants, you know, what you would personally like to see versus what you can sell to the state and other stakeholders like the county and even the league? It's, it's all part of the plan. Um, everybody has a say in it. It's not just what we want. Um, it's, it's, I'll even include the fans in that. You know, we did a lot of research and studies on what the fans want and talk to them. Um, so we need to build a stadium, you know, for the next 20 to 30 years that fits Buffalo, that fits our fans, that doesn't price them out of the market, you know, that doesn't have too many premium seating, the right type of uh, experience, including tailgating, the right type of comfort, um, in a stadium that's demanded now, Wi-Fi, et cetera. But make no mistake, this is a collaborative effort, and the state, the county, us, and the NFL all will have uh, an opinion on how that stadium's built and, and what it really looks like once you're inside of it. Now, speaking of the stadium staying in Orchard Park, were other areas like the city of Buffalo considered and other suburbs considered before settling on Orchard Park? We did. We, we narrowed it down. To, well, first of all, we looked at dozens of sites uh, throughout Western New York. We narrowed it down that there were th- what we thought were three viable um, sites. The Orchard Park site across from the stadium, uh, the downtown site, um, you know, by South Park and the 190, and then a site on UB's uh, North Campus. The site on the UB's North Campus under, you know, the prior governor, you know, that was pretty much a, a non-starter from their perspective. At least that's what they told us. So we didn't spend a ton of time on that. And we focused mainly on on the existing site and uh, and the 190 uh, South Park site. So where do we stand right now? We we know that there's this plan for a new stadium in Orchard Park. We've kind of uh, you know seen a few of the details on it, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but we're kind of facing this crossroads here, where it seems to have come to a head, where the current lease ends very soon, and this question of a new stadium is not answered. Will the Bills sign a lease extension to continue to play at the stadium if there's not an agreement on this new stadium? No, we absolutely will not. Do you think that's something that can be solved in a timely fashion? I do. Um, I I believe with with Governor Hochul and County Executive Polnikar's leading the way in their leadership and our commitment from ownership, uh, the league's commitment, to seeing this happen, if we can get everybody together in a room um, working towards the singular purpose of finding a way to build a new stadium, it can happen very quickly, and, and it needs to happen quickly. And it seems like, you know, we're not talking about a big period of time here between now and where the lease ends. This plan, as you've laid it out, you know, from your perspective, the most economical one for the future, or at least as building a new stadium would go, where exactly are these talks hitting a snag why do we seem to be kind of a, a stalling here or asking questions who you know does that, someone in particular or does anyone have a problem with the plan as presented uh, listen we're not um we're not going to talk about what we talk about uh, behind closed doors um we're 
grateful that county that the governor Hochul is is now in the position that she's in. Um, we've had a great working relationship with the county executive. Like I said, I mean, that, you know, county owns our building. They've been unbelievable landlords and and owners of the building. Hopefully, they feel the same way that we've been as a tenant. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of obstacles. I think it's just getting everybody focused on the the urgency of the timing, and 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 we'll we'll find a way to get something done. Speaking of that urgency of the timing, as Brian mentioned, the lease is coming up sooner than later, um, and it would be before a new stadium is built. Uh, is there a deadline that there would have to be an agreement on a new stadium uh, to sign that lease before the Bills look elsewhere to play? Yeah, we're we're not even focused on that yet. Um, we're just committed to getting everybody together as quickly as possible to get to a solution. Talking about options and what happens if, that, that serves no purpose. It's not where any of our focus or resources are being dedicated. And every comment that you've heard from us and from the Pagulas and from Governor Hochul and, and, and Mark Polencars and, you know, um, the majority leader, you know, Crystal People Stokes and, and Senator Kennedy, and I can go on and on, Mayor Brown, we're all working for the same goal. So to think about what what's next, it really doesn't do anyone any good, and we're not focused on it. Has there ever been any conversation on moving the team at all? None. So anything that's reported, uh, you know, in the past, of course, Austin has been the big thing that was thrown around. You can throw that out the window? We've never discussed anything with any other markets. Our, Like I keep saying, our sole focus has been to get a deal done here. And by the way, this, you know, we talked about timing. I, I want to just go back. We've been working on this since 2019. Um, it's just come to light now because we've pressed, you know, the urgent button. But we've tried to get you know, the former administration to engage all the way back to September of 2019. And for a number of reasons, including, you know, COVID, which obviously was, you know, was taking a priority. But we've been pushing this, you know, going on two years now. So, you know, we just didn't wake up in May and say, hey, let's let's start doing this. We we've been ready. We've been trying to engage them. And thankfully, we're there now and we won't look back, but we'll look forward. I just want to make sure everyone knows, like we this just didn't happen. This has been going on for years. And since the uh, the new governor has uh, taken the office, have has she been in contact, initial contact with uh, the Pagulas? Yeah, we'll keep those private. But okay. we've had a the Pagulas and and Governor Hochul have had a very good working and uh, personal relationship for years, um, and and they've always remained in contact. Uh, Kim Kim and the governor, you know, speak regularly. Um, you know, I, I know the governor well. Um, we see each other throughout the community a lot. Uh, that that relationship has always been terrific and, and continues to be. Has there been, you know, speaking while we're on the topic of the governor, uh, we've been talking all morning long. Her focus yesterday, she wanted to get the ball moving on things that have been stalled. She was talking about the legalization of marijuana, that, you know, this has happened. It's gone nowhere. Let's get going on this. Is this, you know, maybe another area where you see, her saying, listen, this is something we've been talking about, talking about, let's get the ball rolling, and you hope that's maybe almost a public policy of hers is to add some urgency to some of these projects? I mean, I'm, I'm reading and hearing the same thing that you are. Uh, it sounds that way to us, and, and we're excited about it. We're encouraged. The big, um, you know, aside from where it is, what it looks like, you know, all these big questions about a stadium – uh, the second big topic that comes up is just the idea or the concept of public funding, you know, in general, uh, which, you know, it's public funding for a stadium that's primarily housing a big business. And that's where a lot of people have the hang up. And for most people, there doesn't seem to be a good answer for that question as to why public dollars should go to a new stadium, whether that's a football stadium, a hockey arena or anything else. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a really good answer other than that's just the way it's done, uh, which there's no denying that's the way it's done around the country. But why is it that way? And why, coming from your perspective, do you think it's a good investment? Well, from our perspective, here's here's how I would start to answer that. Um, this would be the single largest construction project in Western New York history. It would generate you know, well over 12,000 construction and project-related jobs. Uh, the economic impact from this type of construction project alone is approximately $2 billion. So 
you know, someone has to tell me, you know, does Western New York need that type of project in our community? I, I believe that we do. Then you go back to and you say, well, you know, why a new stadium? Where else would we play? You know, the, the team contributes hundreds of millions of dollars throughout New York State, you know, in income tax and jobs and property taxes. We pay rent on the stadium. We pay for the upkeep. Um, this isn't a one-way street by any stretch of the imagination. But we have to have a place to play a football, football games. Um, so the state and the county and, and, and us, we have to get together and decide if, if this is the right thing to do. I understand and respect some of the economists' positions about, you know, building new stadiums and teams. That, that's fine. You have the equal amount of people on the other side who will tell you what it really means to a community. And part of the invaluable nature of it is what does it mean, you know, to our psyche, to our core as Buffalonians? And I'm one. I mean, I've lived here, you know, 50 of my 53 years. I mean, this is how we grew up. We're, you know, the Bills, the Sabres, sports, all the culturals, the restaurants. I mean, it's part of the fabric of who we are as a community. So, you know, my question is always, well, well what do you do if you don't build a new stadium? Um, I think you. I think it pays for itself. I, I think it provides the value, you know, to the state and the county in numerous ways. Um, we, we can articulate that. I think this project in and of itself is a game changer for Western New York, for labor, um, for jobs, you know, for constructions, for small companies. Um, and it has a it has a huge impact on our community, not just for us to play football games. Speaking of splitting the cost and who would pay for what, uh, are, are are the bills, are, is PSC, are, are you guys looking for the same kind of agreement you have with the sitting stadium now with the new structure once it's built? You know, Joe, we, we really don't want to get into specifics. Those are saved for, you know, the private conversations that we have in the negotiation room. So I, I don't want to talk about any any of the offers or, or thoughts around that uh, public-private split. How, when we're having this conversation about the, just the idea of public funding for a stadium, and you brought up the points of there's a lot of people who do believe it's worth it, and then you have a very vocal set of people who say there's not a dime should be going to the creation of any stadium, uh, and you have a group further who says, well, no money should be going to any sort of private um, construction uh, period out there. Uh, do you find it hard to have this conversation, right? Do you find it hard to have this conversation in the current climate that we're in? Uh, if you get what I'm saying, where it seems like there are two sides that have very little wiggle room, right? And they're always clashing heads, at least online, you know, maybe not in person. Uh, but would it be easier to have had this discussion and, and have this negotiation maybe even just 10 years ago? Well, Brian, I mean, as, as you know better than anybody, because you do it every day, you can say the same thing about anything in our country, in our community right now. Um, so every project, every thought um, is, is going to create, you know, two sides to the equation. Yeah. Would it have been easier 10 years ago? Absolutely. And should this have been done 10 years ago? Without question. I'm, I, I can go back and tell you, just like the commissioner said when he was here a week or two ago, I mean, they've been contemplating a new stadium since the late 1990s when the first renovation was done. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. This should have been taken care of a decade or plus ago under a different environment in a different um, you know, situation that we're all in. But, but here we are today, and it's our job to work through you know, all of those issues and, and understand people's positions and find a way to keep the Buffalo Bills here for you know, decades to come. Speaking, uh, so the new stadium, say once it starts getting built, we bring in this project, we have, you know, money staying in the state, money being spent here. Well, what would those few seasons look like with, you know, you've got the team playing in one stadium and a construction site across the street? Uh, there'd be a lot of activity. Well, <laughs> That's for sure. Um, you know, we'd have some parking uh, things that we have to work out. Um, but yeah, we would play in the existing stadium um, while the new stadium is being built. And, you know, when the construction of the new stadium is done at the next beginning of the next football season, we would move over. So no issues would be there from a lack of parking. That would be something that would would fix itself. Yeah, we could manage that. We, we've done some studies that that make that pretty, um, pretty seamless. If you come to an agreement, I mean, does that begin what in a week tomorrow? I mean, how quickly are you prepared to get this moving in construction? Uh, we come to agreement. We'll start the next day. There's work to be done. It's sitting there. It's ready to go. 
Um, we have excellent partners um, already with Legends and, and others uh, that have been working on this day and night. We're just waiting for a project to be agreed upon, and, and that button can be pressed. We heard Roger Goodell um, talk a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was, uh, gave us some brief comments about uh, Stadium, about the need for one in Buffalo. I'm curious if there's been any expression by him or by other people in the league of what they think about the plan, if they uh, have any ideas for what Buffalo should look like or what football in Buffalo should look like. Um, was it something where they would have preferred a, a downtown stadium? Does it not matter to the league as long as something's done in the market? Um, what can you tell us about that? Uh so the league is involved for sure, and we, we utilize their resources quite a bit. I mean, you know, they've done this in, in every stadium they've been a part of. Uh, in terms of do they have a preference? No, they don't have a preference. What they, what they want to make sure we do is we have a sustainable and successful franchise that can continue to win, continue to be viable in, you know, the second smallest market in the NFL. That's their only concern. Um, we share those same concerns, and we're working towards it together. But in terms of the specifics, they don't have a preference um, in terms of location at all. Uh, in terms of size and product mix, it's not more. It's not a preference. It's just they provide great resources for us to see what's worked well in other places, what hasn't, and learn from them. Yeah, speaking of those uh, in other places, you know, we've seen a lot of stadiums uh, go up over the last uh, five, six years. Have you been in contact with other teams that have put uh, have built new stadiums? The discussions they've had, the planning they've gone through uh, to kind of get a feel for this. Uh, everyone um, and and legends who we hired um, worked on all of those projects. So we've brought a wealth of their knowledge to it. And the NFL has been great. We we've toured them all. Um, we've talked to the major uh, team representatives who who handled those projects, both from a construction standpoint and from an execution standpoint. Uh, we feel really good about what we've learned, and and we spent a lot of time on this. You know, I went back and you know said about ten years when this should have been done. But we've been working at this since 2018 and 2019, ready to go. Um, the Pagulas have spent a lot of money uh, to make sure that we had all of the resources, we had all of the experts lined up, that we could do this the most effective way possible and create a great result. When we're talking about the league, there's been a lot of news in the past of how the league has funds, you know, to help teams in construction of a new stadium. Or, or why doesn't the league kick in? We focus so much on the team, the Pagulas, and the state as you know the two people coming up with the bill so to speak for the stadium does the league play any part in that i mean is that anything that you can count on is help from the league itself well again like the commissioner said and, and we said you know this this some form of public private partnership will include new york state erie county the bills and the nfl uh, there are mechanisms to, uh, that we could use to support this project that the nfl provides if we can use them, how we can use them, how much those are involved, it's still too early to tell. But clearly the NFL is one of the four partners in this public-private partnership. You said the NFL has been talking about a new stadium since the late 90s when the first renovation. Uh, was the NFL the, the major pushing factor in starting stadium discussions? For us? Yes. I mean, the major factor for us is that I think we might have lost uh, Ryan. A little bit of a breakup in uh, what we can hear from uh, Ron Rakulia. But you know what? It's time to take a break ourselves. We have to get a quick news update. It's the phone telling us it's time to follow the clock. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Randy Bushover is standing by, and uh, hopefully we can reestablish that connection. Ron Rakulia joining us live. He is the executive vice president at Pagula Sports and Entertainment. We are, of course, talking about the new Bills Stadium and a lot of questions on the design itself and that report that came out earlier this week still to come. It is 9.30 on WBE. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Right, back here on Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN, and we are continued to be joined by Ron Rakuya, Executive Vice President, Pagula Sports and Entertainment, talking, of course, about a new stadium. And uh, do want to get to the design and some of the things that came out in that report earlier this week. But before we do that, I want to go all the way back to when these uh, talks really seem to kickstart. In high gear, uh, the initial report on a stadium that has been walked back quite a bit by uh, pe- more people in the know, uh, but had talked about conjoining the stadium project with improvements to the hockey arena downtown. Um, was there ever that idea, uh, as was reported a couple of months ago, to mix these two projects together? No, Brian, that was never going to happen. Um, you know, First of all, the NFL the NFL doesn't want to see us negotiating two projects at the same time. Quite frankly, this project has such urgency; it needs to be our sole focus, um, and then we can move over to addressing you know the the issues and the upgrades needed at KeyBank Center. But it was they were never conjoined. That being said, even if they're not conjoined, how much of the plan, or if there even is a plan, to make improvements to the arena downtown? Uh, hinges on what happens with the stadium because I, I would assume you can only do so much at one time. I, I think it's just way too early to discuss that. Um, we haven't looked at it from that perspective. We've just been doing the work on what we think needs to happen at KeyBank Center, um, but we haven't really thought about it in terms of and if then you know what happens. Uh, so they, they really are separate conversations. Separate conversations, however, once this is settled, we will be hearing about certain uh, upgrades at KeyBank Center? Yes. All right. I want to get to what was uh, came out a little bit earlier this week about the proposed design of a stadium. Uh, 60,000 or so seats uh, with suites added, you know, give or take. Uh, obviously, these aren't going to be exact numbers in an open-air stadium. Let's start with that number of seats. I think a lot of people looked at that and said, well, why are we We're building a new stadium and we're downsizing almost? Um, what is the thinking behind fewer seats inside of a newer stadium? There, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, every trend is going in that direction. Um, with smaller stadiums, ours should, should be likewise. Uh, our market analysis shows that you know 70,000 seats is too many. Somewhere in the 60 to 62,000 range um, is more appropriate for our market and our historical sales. The, you know, the um, it becomes very expensive. The last, you know, let's call it five to 10,000 seats that you build into a stadium, uh, they they are very cost ineffective, you know, from that perspective. But but really, the overriding factor is all stadiums throughout all sports, not just the NFL. They're all becoming smaller. Uh, you know, Vegas just is opening you know, their new stadium to, to the public this year, opened up last year. That's a stadium that's going to host you know, Super Bowls, Final Fours, college football um, championship games, major events. 
that stadium's 65 or 66,000 people. Um, so even in Vegas, you know, they went that route as well. So 60,000, we won't see less seats than 60,000, though, at this new stadium, correct? I don't believe so. No, I think it's going to be between 60 and 62, probably closer to 62. All right. Now, the obvious question, because but I'm sorry. That hasn't been you know, finalized yet, but no, I don't I don't foresee it being below 60. No. Now, the obvious question, you know, people have been talking about a new stadium. Should it be open air? Should it be a uh, roof? Should it be retractable roof? How did the open air stadium, uh, how did that concept went over? Uh, a couple of main reasons. Um, a lot of the surveying and the talking to the fans that we did over the last several years, they overwhelmingly um, wanted to, to be covered from the elements. Basically, they did not want to be wet, uh, and they were okay with cold. So we've gone under that premise that, you know, we would build something that would cover the vast majority of the seats um, in an overhang scenario, similar to Lumen Field in Seattle, similar in some respects to the renovation that took place uh, in Miami, that, you know, where you are providing cover from the elements for the vast majority of the seats. In terms of a dome or a retractable dome, you know, that's an extra 400 to $500 million on top of the project. We don't really see the benefit. Um, from that economically for us or for the state of the county. Now, if the state and the county feel different and they want us to explore it for, for a variety of reasons, we certainly are open to exploring it. Um, but our decision came down to those two main factors. Uh, a lot of uh, what you'll hear about dome, uh, no dome, or roof, or retractable roof, or this and that, um, a lot of that conversation hinges on somebody always throwing out there, well, you know, you could also, w- without a, a roof, we'll never have a Super Bowl here, or, you know, the Final Four won't come to Buffalo. And I always look at that as, you know, well, it, you could build the Taj Mahal here, and it's probably not going to come to Buffalo, right? Uh, is that part of the thinking going in here that we're not so worried about these huge grand events that, I mean, would be very unlikely to come here, even if the, you know, what was built in Minnesota was plopped right across the stadium in Orchard Park? Yeah, it, you said it perfectly. It really has nothing to do with the stadium. We're just not a large enough uh, metropolis that has the infrastructure in terms of hotels and in airport access, direct flights. Um, we're, we're just not that type of market to host those events. Now, can we host an NFL draft? Yeah, we can. Those are, those are events that would be right up our alley. And you don't need, um, you know, a, a giant dome stadium to host, you know, certain events like that. You know, we've heard for years and uh, years that uh, the Pagulas themselves favor an open-air stadium, that that's something, uh, you know, Mr. Pagula, Terry Pagula, likes uh, a lot, that he thinks football should be played in the elements. He, he likes kind of the old-school feel of it. Um, was that decision made almost as much because of that as it was because of the financial uh, thing that you laid out? No, but but make no mistake. I mean, Terry is a traditionalist. I mean, he loves he loves football, you know, and it's natural element, but, but they, they have never imposed any of their personal wishes onto these projects in, in any way, shape or form. I mean, it's always been what's best for the organization long-term. Well, how do we cre- create this winning um, commitment? You know, how do we put the resources to, you know, paying for, you know, a, a top flight quarterback and, and an unbelievable general manager and, you know, one of the best head coaches in the NFL, how do we put the resources into the team? to create, you know, the excitement that we have today, you know, making the playoffs the number of years, you know, three out of the last four years, I believe it is, and, and where we're going. So that's our, our effort. Yeah, Terry loves an outdoor um, football experience. He's been that perfectly clear on that, but that's not the reason at all. And if, like I said earlier, if the state and the county come back and say, we really want you to consider um, a retractable roof, the rules would be fine. I mean, you know, that's, that's fine. By the way, a retractable roof doesn't prevent you from playing football outside. Uh, that roof can stay open. To that point, uh, you said you uh, surveyed the fans, and I would agree with the fans that were the majority of that survey uh, favoring the open-air stadium. But you mentioned if the state, if the county wanted a roof or a retractable roof, do you, and I know you probably can't go into too much detail, but do you expect any pushback on the open-air concept from either the state or the county? Uh, It's too early to tell. Um, I don't think so, but... You know, um, as we get deeper into those discussions, there, there's certainly conversations that are going to be had. 
but but there there are no roadblocks to any of those options. I mean, what we proposed, you know, isn't any type of ultimatum. It's what we felt after all the research, time, effort that we put into this was the best project to put forward. Um, others will have have different opinions. There'll be edits to it. There'll be adjustments, and and that's great because it'll produce a better end result. So we we encourage those conversations, and we'll see where they go. What else goes alongside a stadium? You go to some of these other new venues, and it's, uh, you know, in many cases, it's not just, unless it's going right smack dab in the middle of a city or something that's already super developed. Um, There's always, you know, some sort of development that goes along with it. Is your focus right now on a stadium, or are there other parts to this plan? You you know, a a building nearby, a a hotel added, uh, or something like that? I think we lost uh, Ron again. We'll have to uh, reconnect. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see but, if we can get him one more time. But, but that's a good point, Brian, because you know, a few years ago when we were talking about uh, the, the all-important convention center, a lot of people were thinking, "Why not incorporating a convention center mm-hmm. into a stadium?" A ridiculous idea, I think, but something that has been brought up. It is one of these things when you think about Orchard Park. It's got space. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that is the one thing. It's got space. It's, it has uh, really no major infrastructure improvement that you would need, especially if you're talking a stadium that seats fewer people right. uh, and you're bringing maybe even fewer cars in there. Uh, it's got space. It has, you know, some sort of ability to move on beyond that. Um, and, and I like the idea. And uh, the other thing they mentioned about seats being covered. And there's a lot of question on this on our text line. Go up in, you know, Google soccer-style stadium. I was going to say, Hard Rock Stadium uh, in Miami, a lot yes, like soccer stadiums. The the Miami uh, Stadium. The, just to give yourself an idea or the picture, and maybe that question will be a le- little easier to answer in your mind for a lot of the people texting in right now. But that's that's kind of what you're thinking about when it's open air. You know, how is that possible? Fans covered, uh, but the stadium's open air. It's uh, almost like a hole in the stadium or, you know, a little less than that in Seattle. But it is possible. And uh, check out some of the images that are out there online. Uh, Ron, sorry for losing you again. I don't know what's going on with our phones. Uh, Someone's snipping the phone lines. But on that uh, question of development, a lot of times Joe just brought it up. It was the, oh, why don't we build a stadium and convention center all at once? Are you focused solely on a stadium or because there's a little bit of breathing room in Orchard Park, uh, is there something maybe beyond that that you're looking to add, incorporate into the facility? No, we're just focused solely on the stadium. That, that, I mean, that's our only responsibility. Anything um, that, that's added to a project like that is really not, you know, not part of our business. Um, so, yeah, we're focused solely on the stadium. You, you said, uh, you know, we're not looking for a Super Bowl, the Final Four. You know, we're Buffalo, we're a small market, but the draft possibly with a new stadium. And I know this is looking far into the future, uh, but would there be other events that maybe we don't see now at Highmark Stadium, like a season opener uh, kickoff college football game that you see in a lot of NFL stadiums? Would that be a possibility in the new structure? Yes. Um, and and that, those are the types of things, Joe, that we're talking about. Um, we're even talking, you know, to, to our friends at UB, you know, to say to them, you know, are you interested in playing games in our stadium, you know, our potential stadium? Um, we think there's a lot more that we can do. I don't want to shortchange it. We just don't think it includes, you know, a Super Bowl or a Final Four. Um, but there are a lot more events. There are a lot more concerts. There are a lot more public gatherings. Uh, don't underestimate high school football. Uh, don't underestimate playing, you know, some of the sectional um, other sports there, lacrosse, soccer potentially. I mean, the stadium should be a beacon for all of our community. It shouldn't just be someplace where the Bills play. Um, and that's how we envision it. And you see us doing that now, by the way, at Highmark Stadium. Uh, you know, we have a great partnership with Highmark. Um, you know, we're, we're so happy that they're, they have the naming rights to it. And we share the same community commitment to host events and open up that stadium in a number of ways. Even from a business perspective, we see the new stadium being you know, places where businesses can hold meetings, where, you know, people can gather, where there could be weddings, there could be, you know, other types of celebrations. Um, this isn't just a football stadium, and it was never contemplated as such. So when we talk about not being able to host a Super Bowl or a Final Four, that does not exclude the hundreds and hundreds of other possibilities that we see for a new stadium. You know, I'm curious, as a lot of these details get leaked out and, you know, this really starts to gain steam 
um, especially with the media reports of what the plan is, what this could look like, what needs to happen. What have you heard from fans? I'm sure you've talked to people in the community as they're reading these reports. Um, what has been their reaction to whether it's open air, whether it's uh, the fewer seats, um, you know, building in Orchard Park? What sort of things are, are you hearing from fans over the last few months? I think we've heard it all. Um, you know, and, and, and the more facts people get, which is why, you know, why, why I'm here with you guys today, the more they can hear from us, the, the more we will all coalesce around what we think is the right thing to do, including our fans. Our fans are a huge part of this discussion. The survey, you know, that we did and all of the small group talking pieces, the, the listening tours, um, the, the meetings that we've had with folks, this is all of the input that they've given us over the course of the last several years to help us get to the point that we are today. And that continues. Um, like I said, there's, there's nothing final about what we're proposing. There's still room to adjust, uh, you know, that flexibility that you have to have in a project like this, because you're building this thing for the next 20 to 30 years at minimum. You need to be able to incorporate not only what people want today, but what they anticipate needing tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, we're talking to the fans, we're talking to our, our corporate partners, we're talking to our community leaders, we're talking to experts throughout the country, we're talking to other sports, we're looking to see how all of them have incorporated that knowledge into producing the best result possible for a stadium. You know, we have some of the best fans in the league, I would say the best fans in the league, uh, but you, you're, you're trying to be a small market and also an NFL market at the same time. We see these new stadiums popping up and we hear about... Um, PSLs, you know, licensed to have season tickets, licensed to have a seat. Is that something that we may see in Buffalo in 2027? Well, let's let's be honest. We we already have PSLs. Um, our club seats and, and our other premiums contain PSLs. PSLs, um, in some way, shape, or form, will be a part of the new stadium. However, they will not be anything like PSLs throughout the rest of the NFL in those major markets that have opened it in in LA and in Atlanta and other places. Everything we do from a pricing perspective will be for the Buffalo market, for the Buffalo fan. We know that we can't price them out in any way, shape or form, either whether you're a season ticket holder in the upper deck or whether you're a club seat holder at the 50 yard line. Um, we realize that. So, but PSLs are a part of the equation in all of sports today and they are still a part of our existing stadium. Um, so I don't think fans should, should, you know, get very nervous about PSLs. Um, we understand this market. We understand, you know, the limitations to it, but they are a part of uh, today's sports. No question about it. And I, when talking about, I, I always thought it was strange when PSLs became such a flashpoint because, I mean, talking about tickets and ticket prices, I, as you certainly know, and as we've been kind of mentioning over the last six months or so on this show, I mean, it's a, it changes by the week. I, I mean, I never would have thought if you try and buy tickets to next week's home opener, the first game in the stadium in forever, when there's so much excitement around this team, I mean, it's going to be probably more than you've spent on tickets. And this is not necessarily the box office, but it's demand pricing on, on a secondary market. You're probably going to spend more than you've spent to go to a Bills game in a very long time. And that can change from week to week, what you're willing to, you know, part with to go to these games. So I always thought it was kind of strange that we, we get hung up on uh, what we are paying for a seat when, I mean, that can be dynamic in and of itself. Yeah, it, and, and you said it really well. Um, it's not just seats uh, and tickets to sporting events. Um, try to book a flight, you know, book a flight around a holiday, book a flight around a Bills road game. Um, I looked at flights into Tampa, uh, you know, for our game. I mean, the prices are ridiculous. I mean, that, but that's a function of dynamic pricing. Um, things aren't static anymore in any type of environment that way, including, including ticketing. And, you know, we don't have that much time to kind of close off our conversation, circling back around if people miss the beginning of it, when looking at the current stadium and the current state of these negotiations, I, I would imagine it's no coincidence that, you know, everybody is being very public about what we want now after years of kind of speculation. Um, things are, are getting out there a little bit more. What is the urgency to come up with the plan uh, to have these meetings and to finalize something in the very near future? There, there are two things that drive the urgency, and it is it is urgent. Um, 
no particular order, but the condition of the existing stadium, as we've talked about, uh, is, is going to be a problem for us going forward. How much money you have to contribute to make that stadium safe and NFL ready is something that we all need to consider. So the sooner we can get to a new stadium, the less money that's going to have to be put into the existing stadium to make sure that it's safe and NFL ready. That's number one. Number two is this project, if it, you know, if it starts soon, we feel really good about the budget that's been created. But as you know, in everything right now, the longer you wait, the price just goes up. You know, there's supply chain issues throughout the country. There's some labor issues throughout the country. If we wait another six months or nine months to, to start a project, um, you know, I, I don't know that we can guarantee that it's $1.4 billion, yet it's the same stadium. So you're actually saving money by getting this addressed now, which if you go back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier, this would have been done a long time ago. It certainly wouldn't have been anywhere near $1.4 billion. So time is not on your side. The other thing is we need a place to play. Uh, you know, our football team has to play someplace at the conclusion of our lease. And we've been pretty straightforward with everybody to say until we can get, you know, a semblance of a deal and an understanding that we're going to work towards a new stadium, you know, we, we just can't extend the, the current lease. That does no one any good. What happens to Highmark Stadium if a new stadium is built, the team moves across the street? Um, what happens to the existing facility? Our, our plan is that the existing facility um, is demolished and, and parking flips over there. there. There's some more to it, so I'm being very simplistic when I say that, but um, in general, that's what would happen. And we're talking about just replacing the stadium, so the training facility, the Bills store would all stay on one side of the street and the stadium on the other? Uh, the training facility, for sure. I mean, that's a state-of-the-art training center um, with our practice fields and everything. That would remain as is. Uh, the Bills store... I don't know. That's a great question. Um, we really haven't gotten that far yet uh, with the design plans. But I, I could see the Bill Stadium moving across the street as well. But honestly, we, we haven't gotten that far. How excited are you for uh, next week's Sunday? Oh, my God. I wish it was this Sunday. I don't. I kind of like looking forward to it a little bit more. <laughs> I agree with him. I, I agree. I wish it was this Sunday. <laughs> I like having the anticipation a little bit. Uh, but, no, it's it's very nice to have Pittsburgh in town. You, you want to talk about, uh, you know, teams with uh, – it's not the newest stadium around, but uh, there, there's a similar market that people have looked to. It's another outdoor stadium. It's got a, a different feel. You know, one of the very few teams remaining with the natural grass surface. I, I mean, that's always a fun trip that people go. And I think – Going into the past couple of years, uh, making that trip, I think it's a, a stadium a lot of people, uh, Bills fans around here, go to, look at, and say, well, it is, I guess things can be nicer than my home sweet home in Buffalo. Well, Heinz Field was built in 2001, and Three Rivers Stadium um, was built around the same time Highmark Stadium was. Uh, so as we talked about, you know, all of the stadiums that were built around same time as Highmark, with the exception of Arrowhead, have all been replaced with, with newer stadiums, including in Pittsburgh. And I happen to agree with you guys. Heinz Field is a really cool place to go watch a football game. Well, Ron Raculia, thank you so much for joining us this full hour, answering the questions that are out there. And we look forward to talking to you again uh, once this project gets started. You too, guys. I appreciate the time. Sorry for the phone um, drops. but uh... We'll take the blame. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, thanks so much. It's Ron McCooey, he's executive vice president at Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Um, you know, explaining things, and again, this is uh, one side of a four-sided, as he explained there, of a four-sided conversation uh, between the Pagulas, a.k.a. the Bills, uh, the league, the county, and the state as to what's going to happen. But I, I think you get that perspective without them giving exactly what they're talking about in the negotiation. You get their perspective of the situation as it stands right now. Yes, and uh, it's it. We'll, we'll, I can't wait to see this in motion, Brian, you know, with the excitement of the team, maybe the excitement of a new stadium as well. We have the excitement of a four-day weekend. Coming up. I was just about to, you know, keeping on this topic, what, what happens to this discussion? Their goal here is to kickstart the discussion actually happening, right? Yes. To really kickstart Where's our kick the negotiations. Back? What happens um, in a week and a half from now 
if the Bills lose as opposed to win. Oh, does come that, on. I, but I'm saying, does... I don't want do, that option even on the table. Does that have an impact? I hope not. I kind of feel like it does. <laughs> I, I, There are more people willing to have this discussion because the Bills are good. And a year... You know, you uh, cycled this back 10 years ago. And while we were talking about, would it be easier to have this discussion 10 years ago? Politically, yes. Yeah. Um looking at the team not so much maybe not, not so, uh, much. so they have that going for them and we are all excited and if you missed any of that of course uh, check out the story wben.com and the whole show in the podcast tab brian and i are off tomorrow but you might recognize the voice sitting in for us a little tease a little tease i'm a little nervous joe Normally, when the hosts are off, you bring in someone who's not quite as good. You know, sets us up really nicely. I know. We're doing the exact opposite. (laughs) We are doing the exact opposite. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great Labor Day weekend. See you later. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.